Hello and welcome to the Rogers Brief. I'm Adam Rogers. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy these uh, videos, please remember to like and subscribe. Now today I'm going to bring you a bit of a special episode which is going to be on the history of inquiries in Nova Scotia. Now inquiries have been part of the legal landscape in Canada for many many years, but uh, in Nova Scotia it's a relatively recent phenomena, really only uh, since the 1980s, late 1980s. So I want to go through some of the inquiries in Nova Scotia, and there have been seven of them, including uh, the current mass casualty inquiry, and just talk about how they, they have developed, how the concept of an inquiry has developed in Nova Scotia, and, and what that might mean in the case of the mass casualty inquiry, or how they match up. Uh, some of the people involved, uh, as you'll see, uh, many of the, the lawyers involved in these inquiries have gone on to, uh, to good careers, and some have been named uh, to the bench as well. So there, like I say, there have been seven, and the first one in Nova Scotia was the Marshall Inquiry. This was a very important inquiry, of course. Uh, many would be familiar with the story of Donald Marshall Jr., and uh, books and volumes have been written on uh, what a great man he was, an impactful, certainly uh, one of the most impactful litigants uh, in Canadian history, one must say, between uh, this inquiry and uh, the two Supreme Court of Canada fisheries cases in which he was uh, involved. The uh, Marshall Inquiry the was involved uh, was a wrongful conviction inquiry uh, and uh, was uh, called in 1986 and a report was issued in December of 1989. Uh, the commission uh, was chaired by uh, Newfoundland and Labrador Chief Justice Hickman and there were two additional commissioners. Uh, and of course uh, the focus of that inquiry was on the systemic racism involved in the uh, legal system in Nova Scotia as well as uh, the prosecutorial uh, approach uh, to cases in Nova Scotia. Just an emphasis that the prosecutor should be there to seek justice and not to uh, seek victories at all costs. So uh, that was uh, an important inquiry in Nova Scotia. Involved in that was uh, Anne Derrick, who is now on the, uh, uh, a justice of the, of the Court of Appeal in Nova Scotia. And uh, Clayton Ruby was another lawyer involved in that that uh, people may be familiar with. Okay, so that was uh, the first inquiry, like I said, uh, reported in 1989. The, the second one was the Westray Inquiry. Uh, interesting, now the Marshall Inquiry report was 44 pages long. The Westray Inquiry, uh, chaired by Justice Peter Richard, issued a report that was 800 pages long. Uh, so it was quite uh, impactful. This was an investigative uh, inquiry resulting, of course, from the explosion at the Plymouth Mine in May of 1992. The report in this case was not issued until five years later in 1997. And the issue there, the reason for the delay was there was an issue that went to the Supreme Court of Canada, and it was regarding whether the inquiry could proceed while concurrent criminal proceedings were ongoing against uh, the company and, and some of the uh, executives. And Justice Corey of the Supreme Court issued a very strong decision in favor of the inquiry proceeding, uh, noting the strong public interest in uh, the inquiry uh, and the, the impact that it would have on the community and on the mining industry uh, throughout Nova Scotia. And of course it did uh, have a big impact on uh, mining and made recommendations uh, and findings that were uh, certainly reverberated through labor law in Nova Scotia. 
some of the people involved in that, I already mentioned Justice Peter Richard, uh, John Merrick, who was a uh, top litigator in Nova Scotia, and uh, someone I made sure to take his judicial remedies uh, section when I was in law school, uh, was uh, inquiry counsel along with Jocelyn Campbell, uh, Howard Epstein, uh, NDP MLA, was a lawyer for the Ecology Action Center in the Westray Inquiry, and Gerald Moyer, who's now Justice uh, Gerald Moyer, uh, was involved as well as counsel in that uh, inquiry. The next one in Nova Scotia, the third one, was the Nunn Commission of an Inquiry. And this was named after Justice Merlin Nunn, who was the commissioner, and this was a fatality inquiry involving a, a teaching assistant, Teresa McAvoy, who was killed on October 14, 2004. Uh, the report in the commission was uh, issued in December of uh, 2006, so about two years later. Uh, this had to do with uh, youth justice issues. Uh, the individual that uh, was driving the vehicle that killed Ms. McAvoy was, uh, had just been released on a, a youth justice order. And so uh, dealing with how court systems and uh, you know the the youth justice system in Nova Scotia operates, how they release, uh, how the decision is made, whether to release a youth, uh, under what circumstances. Uh, that was all analyzed uh, by Justice Nunn in, uh, in this commission. Uh, judge, current judge Warren Zimmer, who is now the commissioner of the Desmond Inquiry, was involved as counsel to the youth in that matter. Uh, Pat Duncan, who is now Associate Chief Justice uh, Duncan, was representing the Halifax Police. and. Uh, Former uh, Liberal leader Danny Graham was uh, one of the lawyers for the McAvoy family. The next inquiry in Nova Scotia was uh, not long thereafter, and it was the, the Hyde Inquiry. And this again was a fatality inquiry dealing with uh, Howard Hyde, who was a uh, diagnosed with chronic schizophrenia, uh, who died while in the custody of sheriffs in Nova Scotia. So this uh, inquiry looked at courts, hospitals, police, mental health, how all of those institutions, individuals interact, uh, and uh, how uh, somebody with mental health concerns should be treated uh, in the justice system. This uh, inquiry was, uh, the commissioner was Ann Derrick, who at the time was a provincial court judge, and uh, the uh, Mr. Hyde uh, died on November 22nd, 2007, and the report from uh, Judge Derrick was issued November 30th, 2010. Uh, some of the uh, people involved in that inquiry included uh, Dan McCrary, who was inquiry counsel, now Judge Dan McCrary. Elizabeth Buckle uh, was representing the Halifax Police in that uh, inquiry, and Ms. Uh, Buckle is now Judge Buckle. And uh, the Chief Justice of Nova Scotia, uh, Michael Wood, was uh, counsel to Dr. Stephen Curry in the Hyde Inquiry. The next one, the fifth one, is uh, something of an outlier of among the seven in that, uh, and this is the, it was a restorative inquiry, the Nova Scotia Home for Colored Children Restorative Inquiry. Unique in that it wasn't chaired by a, uh, a judge. Uh, this was led by Professor Jennifer Llewellyn from Dalhousie Law School, who's a, an internationally renowned expert on restorative justice. Uh, this uh, inquiry was the culmination or the result of a long process, 17 years of litigation uh, background involved in this uh, with the, the Nova Scotia Home for Colored Children. 
the institutional abuse uh, suffered by those who were sent to the home uh, and, and just the uh, systemic racism that was involved in some of the decision making that went into that was in, in, uh, you know, covered in this inquiry, investigated and a final report was issued and released in uh, 2019. Uh, it also included an apology from uh, Premier McNeil in October of uh, 2014. So this was uh, an important uh, inquiry and, like I say, unique among the inquiries in Nova Scotia for its uh, approach, restorative approach. The, okay, so the, the next one in time is still ongoing and that's one I'm involved in and it's the Desmond inquiry. And this again is a fatality inquiry and it uh, resulted from, it was called as a result of pressure put on by the family after uh, Corporal Lionel Desmond uh, committed acts of homicide against his, his wife, his, his mother and child uh, on January 3rd of 2017. The report in this inquiry, uh, we're expecting to do closing arguments next month with a report to be issued in early 2022 which uh, you'll notice five years after the events which precipitated uh, the calling of the inquiry. So just like the uh, Westray inquiry, it's a five-year time frame. So one might look at it and say, well, it's uh, the, the impacts of a worldwide pandemic, which has been one of the main reasons why uh, this inquiry has taken so long to be completed. The impact of a worldwide pandemic is about the same as taking a, a narrow legal issue to the Supreme Court of Canada. So um, that's, uh, that says something, I think. Uh, involved in this, uh, as Judge Warren Zimmer is the commissioner, whose name we've heard before, uh, Alan Murray and Shane Russell, both uh, Crown Prosecutors, are inquiry counsel. So this leads to the seventh and also ongoing or about to start inquiry, and that is the Mass Casualty Commission. Uh, like the Marshall Inquiry, the Mass Casualty Commission has three commissioners led by uh, former Chief Justice uh, Michael McDonald. This is uh, similar to the, the Hyde, the Nunn and the Desmond Inquiry in that it is a fatality, there's fatalities involved and so there will be some search for underlying issues, uh, causes uh, that may have precipitated the, the committing of, uh, of the fatalities. But it's also an investigative inquiry, somewhat like the Westray inquiry, in that it's going to examine the performance of the RCMP and other actors, the emergency response system and, and such, to determine if there were mistakes made during the course of events, and uh, if so, what should be done to correct those mistakes and ensure they don't happen in the future. So it is uh, similar in some ways to, uh, say, a, a combination of the, the Westray and the Hyde inquiries uh, uh, with some... So mixing of the others. So we'll uh, we'll see what emerges from the mass casualty inquiry in terms of process. You'll see a, a note from each of the inquiries that the legal mechanism of an inquiry is meant to be flexible to or in order to accommodate different situations. And we've seen uh, you know wrongful conviction, investigative, fatality inquiries here in Nova Scotia, restorative inquiries. We've seen in uh, you know, on the national scope, federal inquiries into other wrongful convictions, uh, you know, uh, the Mehar Arar uh, situation, Somalia inquiry, investigations into the economic performances, the McDonald inquiry, 
the Ladane Commission into Drug Legalization. So it can cover a wide range of uh, potential topics. And so that is really the strength of an inquiry uh, as a, a legal mechanism. Now, uh, whether the inquiries continue to be used and utilized in Nova Scotia for uh, public purposes and for public good remains to be seen. I think a lot of it will depend on, uh, as people see, the, the latest three in particular, the Nova Scotia Home for Colored Children, the Desmond Inquiry, and the Mass Casualty Commission, the recommendations. If those recommendations actually get implemented and result in change for the good, then I think you'll see um, more of a push for further inquiries into similar broad-based issues. So uh, something to watch for. And uh, I thought uh, this would be of interest to people that are following the Mass Casualty Commission to get a sense of the history of inquiries in Nova Scotia and how that history and those processes are reflected in the Mass Casualty Commission uh, proceedings and, and processes. So that was a, a longer uh, post than I usually do, but it's a big topic and one I hope is of general interest. And so uh, welcome any feedback you may have. Uh, thank you for listening. And thank you for watching, and we'll uh, see you next time.